Hi guys, it's Andy McDonald and welcome to the Informed Performance Podcast. Hope you're all staying healthy and mentally stimulated whilst you're in quarantine. On today's episode, I have Per Lundstam, the High Performance Manager at Red Bull. Per joined Red Bull back in 2010, but he's also held roles within different ski federations, including the US Ski and Snowboard Association and the Swedish Ski Federation. In this episode, we discuss program development, organisational goal setting, and Per explains how Red Bull supports their very diverse program of athletes and sports. From a personal perspective, it was great to learn about how a sporting population that we maybe hear a little bit less about in performance and sports medicine operates. So without further ado, here is the episode between myself and Per Lundstam. As Someone who grew up skateboarding and skiing and snowboarding and any other sport to that nature, it's an absolute pleasure to welcome the high performance manager of Red Bull to the show. Pear, welcome to the Informed Performance Podcast, mate. Yeah, good morning. Thank you so much, Andrew. I'm excited to be here. Just for the listeners out there, could you um, just give a little bit of uh, context as to who you are and and, and what you do and how, how you've kind of got to your current role? Yeah, so uh, like you said, I'm Pear Lanstam and... Uh, the director of performance now at Red Bull uh, APC, we call APC now these days, Athlete Performance Center in LA. And uh, I work with uh, a team there that uh, are supporting our Red Bull athletes, the signed athletes that that we uh, work with and represent Red Bull, the brand itself. And, you know, Red Bull is a company that I, like many of the listeners, are, are probably fascinated by. And um, when I think of your kind of projects, events, or or maybe more importantly, the, the athletes in terms of this show, I immediately think of people pushing performance boundaries, achieving kind of imp- impossible things. And, and I also think of kind of creativity in a broader sense. Now, Red Bull is obviously a consumer product, but am I right in thinking that the, the APC or the high performance program stuff belongs to the marketing arm of the company? Yeah, so it has so in the past, right? So over the last 10 years, it has been a, an arm underneath the, uh, the marketing structure. Uh, but now during the last year here, we've um, actually trying to change that structure and now trying to, um, to uh, build our own arm, like a performance arm underneath Red Bull and outside of the marketing uh, structure. So in the next uh, few months here, we're actually going to be a standalone, a standalone program that uh, that just focuses on performance and uh, just focuses on our athletes and uh, the performance structure um, of how we apply uh, everything you know uh, the highest uh, support level possible to to our athletes. And kind of for the for people that aren't as familiar with the kind of performance end of what you do, how is your kind of department, or how's Red Bull as a as a performance organization for athletes? How does that differ to say the more conventional sporting institutes or um, or you know teams and leagues? Yeah, right. So I think the uh, uh, the responsibilities are probably very similar to the institutes and and to other prof- professional teams and. Uh, how we support our athletes, uh, but it's it's very unique uh, in a way that uh, we are uh, responsible for many different sports and many different um, athletes in those sports. So we are, you know, uh, working with probably 
200 different athletes and uh, in 75 to 80 different sports. So it's uh, very unique how we need to be agile and how we need to find solutions uh, that are uh, very different from each other uh, for the different individual athletes. So uh, that's something that we get faced with all the time is the, uh, the agility and the ability to uh, change and look at uh, solutions that are different from each other. Uh, to support the athletes to the highest uh, level possible. And kind of you often in sport kind of see in, in lots of people's presentations, uh, people's kind of like five pillars or whatever they have as a um, ideological framework for what they value. Do you kind of amongst, you know, the, the masses of different sports that you have, do you kind of have like a pillar or a, um, a values based structure that you follow for all those people? Yeah, we do. We, uh, we um, really looking at the individual athlete and trying to find solutions that are, are for them specifically. But, but obviously, just like you're saying, in that, we're looking at uh, pillars that, that are probably very familiar to most of your listeners, you know, like looking in psychology, physiology, biomechanics, uh, strength and conditioning, uh, and so forth, uh, you know, physiotherapy and, and uh, so forth. So those um, those pillars are, are, you know, going through the program and going through each an individual athlete's um, support system, I would say, and, and support concepts. So uh, when it comes down to it, we always start from that uh, direction and that point of view and, and, and uh that base, I guess, and, and then we work from there outwards and then trying to be more and more specific and, and find uh, on that continuum, find the right uh, solution for each athlete. And kind of how does it work for the, the athletes themselves? I'm guessing they kind of, you know, their first point of contact is they are sponsored by Red Bull. What's the kind of process for them in terms of coming into your uh, your department and your, and getting some support, whatever that may be, whether that's medical or whether that's uh, strength and conditioning, nutrition, whatever the kind of entity is, how do they kind of access your services and, and kind of how does that all get packaged for them? Yeah, exactly. You're right in that, that, uh, you know, we, we have a, a system for athletes, how they come into to the program. And, and just like you say, the, um, the, the program we have is for our athletes, right? Sign Red Bull athletes. And uh, about 13 years ago now, uh, the Red Bull program uh, figured out that uh, it, it's uh, our athletes are, you know, our investments for the, for the brand. So why don't we um, enable them to perform even better, right? So, uh, we were put in place to support the athletes in 2007, I think it was. And uh, so when an athlete uh, signs up with, with Red Bull, they work with something called athlete marketing managers. And we have those in each country around the world. And and in U.S., we actually have a lot of uh, AMMs just uh, due to the size of, of U.S. and the amount of athletes we have here. Uh, so, so, uh, they work with athlete managers and, um, athlete managers are responsible to understand the athlete, get very close to the athlete. And then they then integrate with, uh, a sports science group or the performance group, uh, to understand how 
and where we can inject with uh, performance solutions. Um, so they connect with, with us in, in our system, in our group, and we have a point of persons, you know, staff in our, in our system that uh, connect with athlete uh, manager and the athlete uh, directly uh, at some times. And uh, from there, they um, start to discuss um, what the athlete needs and, and uh, what coaches have identified as needs. And uh, we then try to come up with uh, concepts, methodologies, and solutions for the athletes. Um, most of the time, the athletes funnel through uh, meetings with us. You know, we sit down with the staff in the different domains of uh, the performance group and start discussing with the athlete what they need, uh, where they have been, the history uh, of um, you know their development in their sport, and then um, then we usually apply. You know, they go through like a base testing process where we then trying to understand even better what 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 might be needed for the athlete and 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 the characteristic of the athlete uh, physically mentally and medically etc and uh, th- then we're trying to apply you know the right uh, starting point for the athlete in our program and you know, I know you came from the U.S. ski team. I think was was your appointment before Red Bull. What did you kind of um, what What was the program like when you inherited it, and how has it kind of changed um, in your time at Red Bull? Yeah, so uh, um, I came in in 2010, and and at that point in time, you know, we were just a few staff. We were two, three staff at that point in time, and and we've grown to about twenty now. Um, so, so obviously we we been in that development like any small program would, and then and, and just improving the ability to uh, support uh, the athletes better and better and more specific in each genre genre of uh, performance. But um, uh, before me, uh, in my role, Andy Walsh uh, developed a um, very amazing program uh, with. Uh, enormous agility and uh, solution-based uh, methodologies. So they were, uh, they were, uh, they were uh, really developing uh, systems that were in the field and athlete-based uh, with, with technologies and, and expertise helping um, – athletes uh, at, at a very specific and high level for the different athletes uh, in that particular uh, field. Mm. And, you know, regardless of the country, um, anybody in our kind of industry works in, there's always kind of common sports or high performance programs like, you know, like institutes and different teams in the varying leagues. Um, when you develop or move around as a coach or a sports scientist or whatever you do in those environments, there's always kind of a degree of familiarity. And I think, Part of that might be because you you know you've grown up through your educational program, seeing those environments. Um, you kind of know what your competition is doing, or you're familiar with what they might be doing. Um, and and a lot of those people then speak at the conferences and and present at events that we go to. So we've always kind of got a, a bit of an idea about how those uh, 
those programs are developed and how they run. As you know, as someone who's setting the direction for your program at Red Bull, which is perhaps a slightly more unique environment or or um, group of sports, how do you kind of now approach uh, program development? I wondered if you could just kind of share your uh, your thought process, or or maybe the questions that you and your team kind of ask yourselves to enhance performance. Yeah, um, very good question, Owen, and I think that's a that's a very deep question and. Uh, we, we, I think, myself and everybody in, in this uh, position is looking for those mechanics of performance and, and what really drives performance in uh, groups of uh, people, groups of athletes uh, and organizations. And um, there are so many layers to it. And uh, what we always try to understand is what are the real, real mechanics for this uh, performance increase or performance achievements in in groups of of people and and then obviously within our group and I think there are a few fundamental pieces that needs to be in place and uh, some of those are the goal right what what is really the goal of the program and how can you set that how can you arrive at a really good goal and target setting uh, situation and uh, I think if if you can't define the goal it's very hard to define the direction and all the actions that you need to take to to get a very strong structure driving towards um, a common journey so um, I, I know that you know, it's not easy to set a goal, especially uh, if you've been on the top and you achieved um, really good uh, success. It's hard to reset goals. It's hard to reset direction. Um, but but I, I've seen that if you can't set the goals and targets, it's very hard to kind of put the, the building blocks in the right place to uh, to really have energy and momentum in uh, in the group or in in the organization so uh, so for us it's, it's been a, a massive exercise trying to to understand how do you build this common goal what really is it uh, because when you put a group of people together everybody has different uh, versions of, of that and and different um, thought processes of where they want to go and what they see that the the program should be doing, etc. So um, we've been working hard over the last year or so to really trying to define what the goal is and then trying to get everybody on board towards that goal. So um, if you if you have a hard time defining that direction, it's really hard to put the real building blocks in place and then from there you know it's hard to 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 achieve energy and drive and and clarity of, of where you're going yeah and i guess i guess for you guys it's maybe a little bit more open-ended it's a bit more of a blank canvas isn't it because you know if you're in the you know the nfl the objective is quite simple and shared amongst all teams it might there might be nuances that are slightly different for how they do it but the the overall goal is always the same but i guess for you you've got um 
you know, it, it's kind of as you select it and you've got, you know, typically more individual athletes rather than teams that, that fall under your kind of organizational umbrella. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's uh, so true, right? And um, so, yeah, no, no, you're hitting on the head there. And, and in that environment, how do you create the, the, the common thread and the common goals? And uh, for us, um, it's a discussion if do you create a, some sort of artificial goal or do you create something that really is going to stick with, with the whole group that you work with? One of the things I was kind of wondering is, you know, when the different groups of athletes that you have come in or the, the different individuals themselves, do you try and kind of, um, from a coaching or, or training standpoint, do you try and group them in together and have similar athletes with similar uh, activity traits or training objectives? Do you try and group them into one session together when they come in or is it kind of always a, a mix and mash of kind of different individuals? Right. Yeah. No, we, we, uh, we do start from an individual uh, basis, definitely. So we always try to understand first w- what is the, the target, what is the goal for the athlete, what is the, uh, the path for the athlete to improve even further. You know, I mean, uh, like, like we have our athletes are just amazing, right? They're top of, top of the world in all the different sports. So for us, we have to be very particular and, uh, very uh, sharp in terms of how we support uh, the athlete, the individual athletes. But but in that, uh, saying that, you know, for sure we end up doing sessions, projects around themes and uh, being able to, to, you know, just like you said, put sessions together when we do different training concepts, right? If we, if we do... Uh, circuits or if we do endurance training if we do strength training power training plyometrics etc there are sessions that that are common and uh, we try to put athletes together uh, during those sessions and um, sometimes we 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 really see that beneficial Uh, we call that cross-pollination when we have athletes from different sports uh, come together and, and they really build a very interesting energy and uh it becomes like a a a nice competitive atmosphere but in in a healthy uh, type of way as they are you know from different sports they don't uh try to go for the same podiums and and same sponsors in in that particular sport etc so we've actually seen that being an advantage many times is to put athletes together uh, from the different sport and, and, and uh, it's really fun for them. I think I've seen that myself as well. I kind of, I used to work in a collegiate environment and, um, it, you know, it was predominantly kind of Olympic based sport athletes, but we definitely had that kind of cross pollination and healthy competition, but in a way where, you know, I think, um, if the guys as an example were being a little bit macho and trying to go heavy and compare their numbers to each other, um, they would kind of egg each other on in a good way, but they never seem to be, um, too over focused on that or each other they kind of accepted that somebody else came from a different sporting discipline um and there was kind of like a mutual respect amongst that um you know purely healthy competition rather than it being uh you know too much of that kind of worrying about what somebody else could be doing it, it yeah we, we've seen that the same thing you know i mean um just that when you have athletes from the same sport um 
sure you you can get a competitive environment, but many times you have this uh, back end of that, right? That, that they do know deep inside that they're still looking for the same uh, goals, the same podiums, uh, the, the same the sponsors, money, etc. But uh, when they come from different sports, you don't have that. It, it's it's a healthy competition, we call it, and, and uh, it's really fun. And I had um, Matt Jordan on the show very recently, and um, he discussed kind of the evolution of testing uh, methodology in his you know lab-based setting as an example, now potentially progressing in the future to more wearable devices. And he was mentioning a thing called uh, Plantigo, which is like a force plate in your insole. Um, you know, you deal with such diverse sports and physical qualities. Is there is there kind of common tests or data points that you like to collect regardless of sport or is it always a, a kind of case by case consideration right and i i think uh, like we have been talking about here earlier in this uh, show that most of the time we're looking at real individual solutions um, for athletes but in, in that for sure there are common threads in terms of technology and what technology you use to measure the athletes and the characteristics of the sport, the character, characteristics of the athlete and their physiology. Um, so you do end, end up using the same technology, even though uh, you're looking at, at uh, individual solutions, right? So for us, we have seen many times that when you need to talk to uh, – the top-end athletes and coaches need to discuss with top-end athletes, you do need to have uh, more evidence-based data uh, to back up what you're trying to uh, relate to the athletes, right? So uh, for us, um, we're really trying to uh, come up with solutions of, of how to present um supportive material to the athletes so they they have a better understanding they really take it to heart as well and and uh, have a better uh, discussion with them about their sport and technical developments and mechanical developments uh if, if you don't have the uh the material or the data to to back back what you're saying many times you can see that the athletes don't really really uh engaged in the discussion because it becomes a subjective discussion and, and obviously the athletes at the, at, at the top level they they have uh, reached that top level because of of their unique um traits that they have and and how do you um support that or how do you add on to a uh a discussion with them uh, without having evidence or having material to create a, a healthy and, and uh, up-leveled uh, discussion. So for us, many times uh, we, we do see that if we can bring real uh, data, it really uh, engages the athlete at a higher level and, and it really increases the uh, discussion and the transfer of thoughts from the coach and um, sports scientists to the athlete. So um, even though we, we, we're looking at individual solutions, you know, the technology to, 
to create the the um, the knowledge of the sport uh, comes from the same place many times. A lot of kind of the more common sports, like you know field sports, they can pull in things like GPS and they can get a um, a pretty good look at certain metrics within their competitive environment. Obviously, some of your kind of competitive environments are you know they're quite obscure and they're very different. Um, you know, it could be a big wave, it could be a mountain, it could be um, free falling. Um, do you find yourself kind of trialing lots of new technologies or using quite um, out there um, tools to try and capture an understanding of what the athletes go through in those environments? Yeah, I mean, you you kind of <laughs> getting into a, what we call a rat's nest, right? There's so many technologies out there and, and get exposed to this pretty much on a daily basis. So for us, uh, it, it's really important trying to understand <clears throat> the back end of that and, and kind of take it a few steps forward when we get exposed to, to technologies. Is this really something that we're going to use to ask an athlete to change your behavior? So um, it, it's, I think, for us as for many other uh, uh, groups and, and sport institutes, sport programs, is you know how do you uh, decipher what technology is really going to have an effect and is really going to be used by the athlete and the coach to change training, right, and change how they approach their sport. As as we said before, you know they're at such a high level already. How do you tell an elite athlete to change something that's going very well already? Um, you do need a, a very strong um, technology and get very good information out of technology to do so. So for us, it's, um, it's something we're battling on on a daily basis, and uh, uh, we, we are working on that hard to get the right technology in the right place. And uh, it, it's always super interesting how you – uh, put resources in, in, in into a certain technology, uh, and um, if, if you're doing going down the, the right the right road, so to speak. So for us, it's uh, that that's a constant battle, and uh, but but we do put a lot of emphasis on, on technology, and and we know it's it's one of the main factors why sport is developing um, at such a high rate. So we're always very interested in learning more and and using. Uh, technologies to uh, improve what we do i mean it sounds like it, it you know you've got a very well ingrained uh, kind of first principles you know is it going to make a difference to the athlete or can they use it rather than it purely being a kind of uh, an academic exercise for the staff exactly no, exactly right i mean it's so interesting for us most of the time and it's exciting and and you produce data but uh, how does it really affect the athlete that that's a, a bigger question how do you kind of, um, you know, I'm, I'm really curious to know, like for you personally, where do you turn to now to, um, you know, develop yourself and upskill um, beyond the uh, the problem solving exercise that you actually have in your role? Is there kind of any environments that you try to go to or turn to um, for kind of inspiration? Yeah, so um, great question. And, and I'm very lucky that I have an incredible staff and, and they're very up up-level staff. So every project we, we work with, uh, we always end up in, in very interesting situations and, and pro- problem-solving uh, 
solutions and, and situations. So I always learn a lot from, from the staff, from our own staff. And, uh, and then also we have the amazing network of expertise and uh, that always uh, helps you to develop, I think, and learn. Every day we have new learnings. So, so it's a very exciting environment that we are in. And, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate to uh, be working with our Red Bull athletes and, and all the different staff, coaches, network, and expertise that that brings for each solution. So I, I think we always say that, that ourselves, you know, we were so lucky because we're learning at such a high rate uh, because we have the different sport, because that brings in different coaches that teaches us um, new aspects of sport, new ways of doing the the sport, new ways of doing um, all the different aspects of, of performance. So it, it's a constant learning and, and it's a deep learning, right? It, it's not that you go to a, a conference or read an article that, that you kind of forget all the information that you're trying to, to retain. You know, you, you're actually digging deep into it and working um, on a day-to-day, week-to-week um, basis with with a coach, and and uh, so it becomes something that you really learn and that you can really bring uh, going forward into to the next athlete uh, problem or athlete question. So, so I think it's um, for us. We, we are an ama- We always say that we're an amazing situation. Uh, me and the staff, and and uh, where we're at right now is is an incredible uh, learning situation. I think um, you know, I guess what the environment you're in is is absolutely a multi-sport environment, and I kind of think the the learning opportunity that you get, whether you're a coach, sports scientist, or a clinician, is is huge. Just from constantly changing the problems that you're solving on a on almost like an hourly basis. Exactly. Yeah. So we're very fortunate. That- Where's the kind of best place for people to follow both, um, uh, you know, the APC, but also where's the best place for people to follow your activity uh, personally? Yeah, so um, we are fortunate in the way that Rebel uh, is trying to, you know, produce content all the time. So it is um, a massive back end to what we do. And uh Rebel performance. Uh, if you uh, look at, at uh, the Rebel uh, Rebel platform and, and Rebel media, you can find a lot what we do there. So that's probably the uh, the place to go to find kind of where where we have been and what we're doing and, and how we develop uh, all our, our performance projects, etc. And are you active on social media yourself personally? Are you on Twitter or anything? You know, any of the no, classics. I- no, not much. I do, you know, LinkedIn, obviously, and, and Facebook, but but that's uh, about it. Cool. All right. Well, um, yeah, we'll um, we'll put notes to the, uh, you know, all the various Red Bull links that we can find uh, on our show yeah. notes. But I think we're on the clock there. But Pear, thank you so much for giving such a um, an interesting insight to uh, definitely an environment that, you know, I don't think everybody fully understands. Um, and yeah, it was fascinating to hear about it. That sounds great, Andrew. I appreciate it. I'd like to thank Pear for coming on today's show and providing an insight into a less common performance and sports medicine environment. 
It's always great to get some broader context and also to learn the differences or overlaps between different sporting cultures. Please show your support to the show if you're enjoying it by very simply hitting subscribe. And if you've got a second, leave us a review as well on your podcast player of choice. Keep yourself up to date on new episodes on our social media channels. So for Instagram, that will be Inform Performance or on Twitter at Inform Pod. And we'll see you very soon for more performance and sports medicine insights. Thanks for listening to the Inform Performance podcast.